everyone, welcome to the debrief on the 27th of January 2021 after the Groundhog Day of St Johnston nil, Aberdeen nil. Well, Martin, we've seen that game played, it feels like a thousand times before, but um, certainly we've seen St Johnston and Aberdeen cancel each other out like we just watched there. Um, I think the, the sort of hottest topic to talk about from this evening is probably... Uh, one we could have asked you ahead of kickoff, um, Scott Wright. Um, what would you have done? Would you have played him or not? I wouldn't have played him. No, um, I think that there comes a there comes a point where you know, he's agreed that he's going to be going to Rangers. Um, I think that he should have no. I wouldn't have complained if he'd been on the bench, but I'm um, starting starting a player who's agreed to go to one of your rivals in the league, and I know people will say, "Oh, you know." Oh, they're not really rivals. They're so far ahead of us and stuff like that. Um, not for me. You shouldn't have been starting. I can understand people saying you play your best players as well, but the problem is that he's he's not he's no he's our player for a very short time. He's no he's he's going to be going there. Um, his head is clearly but will clearly be turned. I mean, I thought I, I thought he was tidy tonight, uh, but I don't think he I don't think he contributed anything very good or too too good. To talk, sorry. Um, and I, I just think that um, I think we saw on Saturday. He you know he, he shirked a couple of challenges. I think he did it again tonight as well. But, um, but in what way is that really... any different to the Scott Wright we all know and have seen for the last six years? No, genuinely. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Genuinely, that is just Scott Wright, the player. I, I, all this talk about you know his head's not going to be in it and he's going to not go into fifty fifties. That's what he's like. He's not exactly a wholehearted ball winner in the centre of the park. He's a yeah. he's a creative player. I mean this season I think we'll agree that he's been he's been more consistent, maybe a seven out of ten, generally speaking. But you can't deny the fact that him being on the park has generally helped Ryan Hedges to tick. So, you know, I think that there's definitely benefits to keeping him here because last season when Wright wasn't in the team and it might it, obviously it's going to be more than just this for Ryan Hedges but Hedges was pretty peripheral last season wasn't he and, and we're seeing much more from Hedges because he's got that um, link with Scott Wright and obviously I get the anger and the emotion over this but you know to be honest ever since Neil Cooper going to Aston Villa in 19, 1986 completely ruined by summer holidays from school I've never really got that worked up by the prospect of players moving. Players come and players go all the time. All the time. And, you know, we have seen plenty of examples in Scottish football of players who have had pre-contracts agreed and going on and doing good things with the clubs that they stay at. Graham Shinney is a perfect example. Went on to lift the Scottish Cup with Inverness, of course, whilst you know he had a pre-contract agreed with us way back in January. But tonight, I suppose, he did play. He got the backing from the manager to do that. And it was made clear, really, in the pre-match conference that he would do. But, you know, what we saw tonight from him was, was more or less a microcosm of what we know of him. Just not quite good enough to really unlock a defence. Not quite getting on the same wavelength as the rest of his team. Just not quite being good enough, um, really. I, I, I said it all season. I thought it was he hadn't really been performing at a level high enough to get the sort of move that he might have been looking for. And I, I'm still genuinely pretty mystified by, by what's happening. And I can only assume it's going to be the 
forebringer of what's going to be a pretty brutal downsizing to at last come to terms with economic reality down Ibrox way. But, but anyway, um, so I, basically I would have played him. Uh, but he he did play and he, as I say, he didn't let his manager down because it's just really what we couldn't expect from Scott Wright. It, it was an, uh, an evening that was neither here nor there from him. Um, I suppose the the other thing to note was we went back to the back three tonight having played with a four on on Saturday and I thought the four worked better in some respects particularly because it got Matty Kennedy much further up the park than we've seen so far this season um, with the 3-4-3 three, three. Um, and we go back to a 3-4-3 three, three tonight and I really thought the positioning of Kennedy and Hayes even though they were on different wings tonight again frequently getting the ball too deep to do any real damage and I thought Kennedy actually was one of was probably our best performer tonight um, yeah, he was. He was again, but but just again, you see, you're totally right there. They're they're too deep. Um, we allowed, you know, what we say every time we talk about St. Johnson, and I'm I'm so glad we did that quiz the other night, Richard, and we didn't didn't preview this game because, no, we don't. Neither, neither of us have the energy for it, and it would have been a wasted evening as well. Um, but you know, like you say, you know, St. Johnson just cancelled it out. You know, we found ourselves with our wingers too deep uh, when they did when they did get forward. Um, End product again wasn't really there, um, other than a couple. It was a couple of couple of decent set pieces over the ninety minutes, but nothing really to write home about. I think the the Taylor chance was probably the best one, um, and yeah, just you know, we found ourselves with you know, attacking players who again aren't really aren't really excelling in that position. I know switching them to different sides, you know, was interesting. Um, he's obviously tr- you know trying something different. Um, whether he's maybe expecting them to kind of cut in, cut in on the inside a little bit more and do some, do some damage, uh, but it didn't really come. Um, St Johnston again, just you know, it, it's it is just still that Tommy Wright team. They're so they're well organised, stuffy. You know, they, they break down break down wave after wave of attack and they counter. And we just well, I think we allowed ourselves to be outnumbered a little bit in the in the centre of the park by them, um, which you know. Whether you know that really probably shouldn't be happening. We should be a bit cute, a bit clever, and uh, with guys like with guys like Hayes and Kennedy, especially out wide. But it just it just didn't come. Uh, we find ourselves again just 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 not not performing how we should. Um, you know, and I get that. You know, the, the, the distraction of the game is obviously is Scott right, and that's all ever, all anybody's really going to talk about tonight is that you know whether you th- whether you think he should or he shouldn't have played. That's going to take a, take the you know the. That a lot of the anger, uh, when really you know this was a really really poor Aberdeen performance. You know, had we started with had Scott Wright not played and we started Connor McLennan and that ex- had that exact same performance, um, the knives would be out really big time because we were really really poor tonight. Just this, just a microcosm of the season. It wasn't even yeah. really poor though, was it? It was just nothing performance. It was a team that yeah. really set out not to lose first of all, and yeah. I, I completely get that that's. McInnes' managerial upbringing, if you will, coming up to St Johnston. And you're never going to get anywhere as a manager unless you have the ability to set up your team in a way in which you minimise the chances of losing, obviously. But we need to be on the front foot more when we when we go to these places. And, and not only that, but there was an acceptance at the end that, yeah, this was OK. And I accused the players of coasting a few weeks ago. And I think it's... It, it, really hits home on nights like tonight that this would be a crisis to drop points 
against the teams above us in the league. It, it's not a crisis for us. It's not a crisis for the players in our team. They're, they're probably on, you know, getting ready for the bus home tonight, thinking, "Ah, oh, well, not a bad result. Clean sheet, point away from home. Um, possibly another point clear of Hibs um, after tonight's games. Who knows?" Uh, and I just feel that that. I just really feel that there's not enough um, anger in the squad at, at dropping points on a night like tonight. I think, I think, you're, I think that's fair, fair. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, no, just with, with no. Well, I mean, I, I was waiting to say with ten, fifteen minutes to go, you knew. But before that, you knew that there was really nothing coming out of that game, and then. I left it was a mistake. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there was no, but we're getting it. It was just a case of right. Let's get up. I think there was an attitude of let's get up a road and no, that'll do. You know, we'll, we'll just take the point, which is is never good enough because you know we've got ambitions to be to be higher in the league, or we should have ambitions to be higher in the league. You know, a win would a a win would have taken us to within a point of Celtic. I think you know they're they're a shambles at the moment, selling talented players. The team are absolutely all over the place. I but instead we go to St Johnston. We just don't put in any sort of performance at all, and we come away come away with a point in in a game that was still just 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 turgid stuff. Well, I mean, getting to within a point of Celtic, yeah, but they would still have three points in hand, and yeah. you call them a shambles. They're still picking up over two points a game, so you know you can call it getting to within a point of Celtic if you want, but we all know in reality it's not that. You know, it's like when Hearts were crowing about being second in the league when Robbie Nielsen left a few years ago. Well, we had three games in hand and I think the Huns had two games in hand on them. You know, it was just a, a quirk of the fixtures that had them at that point. It's, uh, I think the other thing which uh, got a lot of people frustrated tonight is that why not try and roll the dice earlier? It, you're not creating anything. You're not... The game is even, right enough, and... You know, you're you're very much in a position in which you can win all three points, but you must be able to see that you're not doing enough in an attacking sense. Why not roll the dice? I know our choices on the bench were perhaps more limited than he would want, especially after losing Curtis May in the last minute. But, you know, you've got McGinn on the bench, you had McLennan on the bench, you had Anderson on the bench, and we didn't make a change until the 84th minute. Well... That's that. That's just what, what another part of the, the evening that is just is unacceptable for me. Um, you know, I know Daniel McGinn played a played a you know, played a couple a few weeks ago, uh, but you know, there's a guy who's got ability, he's got talent. He can he can. You know, we we talk about this you no know, holy grail of unlocking a defence. You know, we know Niall McGinn is capable of doing that. And okay, he's out of contract at the end of the season, but no. So are a lot of people in that that are playing that are playing are on the bench. Give the guy a game. Give do something. To try and win this the game, McLennan. You know, I think I know I've rate McLennan highly. I've spoken loads of loads about him on here. Why, why is he no, not given a chance until ten minutes before the end? You know, the, the game was just the game had fallen had fallen asleep. Um, it really had it slipped into a coma, to be honest. And it was that crying out for some some substitutes and some changes. And you no, know, I, I, I can't imagine that. You no, know, Derek McInnes genuinely stood sat, stood at the touchline and watched that second half. And thought in any way that that performance was acceptable and that he shouldn't make some changes. I, I just can't believe that. Well, um, there we are. Uh, uh, I'm sure you probably have uh, heard before because it certainly feels like we've we've done this show before. 
I've got to say, when we kicked off doing these, uh, this idea of doing the post-match debriefs way back in August, I, I didn't for a second contend that we'd still be here churning these out at the end of, uh, at the end of January. Um, but on a night where Aberdeen didn't show nearly enough quality to deal with St Johnson's Press, that everything was hurried, imprecise and mistake-strewn, um, and after a nil-nil draw in Perth in which both sides could have played until next season uh, and still not find the net, we'll leave you and uh, speak to you again after I'm sure it will be another thriller on the plastic pitch at Livingston on Saturday. So uh, until then, come on you Reds.